Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a gross revenge story against one's own brother. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I just super soaked a bunch of 10-year-olds. I try not to be a Karen, but I told the school a few months ago about the excessive food waste being chucked over my fence. They stuck up a sign, and it's been getting better. The Christian school over the fence for me is having some sort of after-hours event, and there's a bunch of kids with juice boxes and sausage sizzle. They kept throwing their rubbish over my fence, and my dog ate some, which is bad because she's very old and on a diet. It's also making a mess. They're quite respectful most of the time, but since it's after hours and the five meters around my fence isn't out of bounds anymore, they're getting cocky. Not to mention there's many bratty friends of students wearing different uniforms and many younger siblings. I had a water gun. It was loaded. However, I knew that it would be weird if I did it, so I recruited my six-year-old brother. The looks on their faces. I could only imagine the excitement of this six-year-old being handed a true super soaker and being told, feel free, let loose, you can spray however much you want. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, my ex cheated, so I refunded a gift, and now she's livid. My ex broke up with me just about a year into us dating. In hindsight, she was awful, but I was blind to it all. She broke up with me over the phone, which seemed a little informal from all the time we spent together. Fast forward a week after that, several individuals connected to her, but not each other, confirming she was in fact seeing another man. I didn't confront her about it because I realized that things just don't work out sometimes. It was just the way she went about it that irked me. I'm old enough, late 30s, to accept that people are just jerks. But I also felt like she was getting away with something without feeling even a bit of remorse. The breakup was the only contact. No calls or texts occurred after that over a year ago. I remembered for Christmas that I bought her, us, a really expensive couple's massage spa package because she would always say how she wanted to do something like that. I had purchased some big package from a local place that cost roughly $600. I obviously didn't have the certificate with me. I decided to go to the spa and make up a story of how I lost the certificate. I showed them the receipt, always keep those, and showed them my credit card charge. They wound up reissuing me a gift card and cancelling the other. That was over a year ago and frankly I forgot about it. Today I get a call from her, first contact in a year since breaking up, and she's screaming at me over the phone that the gift certificate is no good. And the spa place accused her of stealing and what a piece of trash I was for reporting it to be such. I called the guy, he said he told her it was reported stolen. I just politely explained I didn't think she was deserving of it, and if she really wanted to, she could just have Mark, the dude she was banging, pay for a new one. I then hung up. Gonna make an appointment to use that card with my new girlfriend soon. Mission accomplished. 
You really have to have a really big ego to go and cheat on your partner and then expect a gift that you were given to still be good after all that time. I've heard a similar story in the past where somebody bought tickets for them and their girlfriend and then they broke up and it's like the girlfriend is still expecting to keep their ticket. Uh, no. Now me and my homeboy Bob are gonna rock out at the Taylor Swift concert together. Our next story is, a drunk girl called me repeatedly, wrong number, all night and I started work at 4am. This was years ago, but reading another post in the sub triggered the memory. I worked on the grounds crew for a golf course for quite a while, which entails early mornings. I went to bed at about 9pm and got woken up for the first time around 11pm. She was already belligerent, asked for Steve. I explained to her I'm not Steve. She had the wrong number, back to sleep. 15 minutes later she called again. Steve? No, you just called, not Steve. Click. This continued for hours. I was using my phone as my morning alarm so I couldn't turn it off. I was at the mercy of this drunk ditz. I imagine it was about 10 or 15 calls throughout the night. I was so irritated I slept terribly. Fast forward to 3.30am, I woke up, went to the kitchen to make my coffee, checked call history, and called the most recent number. The mixture of exhaustion and pain in the voice that answered was palpable. Is Jenny there? She told me I had the wrong number and I pleasantly said okay and hung up. I phoned her back about 15 times during my morning routine and commute to work until she finally exclaimed, why are you doing this? Sounding like she was starting to cry. I forget what I said, but it wasn't important. I got the revenge I wanted and I'll never forget it. I was gonna say I'd be afraid that this would be somebody that had some kind of disability or something being the reason why they would keep calling back but if they were just drunk makes it a little bit easier to call them back and just uh give them a little return fire this next story is municipal officer refuses to correspond about permit later applies to job in my town a couple of years ago a legal client of mine wanted to apply for permits in town x without getting too into the details he was going to need either a rezone or variance Some folks on the town's board probably didn't want the use as part of their overall vision, but we wanted to apply. So I wrote the planning department asking for a pre-application meeting, three times. First response was that it didn't fit with zoning. Next two messages went unanswered. In fact, when I resent the third message, I was notified that my email was blocked, which is something you'd never expect from a municipality re a valid request for meeting. We applied cold and it was denied with insufficient explanation. Before I could get an appeal going or start the variance application process, client gave up. Figured the town was too hostile. Had to return him unused retainer amounts which goes against the first rule of acquisition but was required by my retainer. Fast forward two and a half years, same guy applies for a position in my town. I'm on the board reviewing his application. He presents smoothly but glosses over a few spots on his resume that show unreliability, so I decide to toss a few questions about how he interacts with pre-applicants. Does he meet them? Cooperate, etc.? He says the, I love meeting with property owners and will always explain rules and procedures type of canned answer. So I press about zoning board of appeals and correspondence styles as hypotheticals. He had never met me face to face. But as the hypothetical got detailed, there was a moment when it set in. 
I could see the smile falter, but now he's just lied to a board. We discussed the interview thoroughly and candidly afterwards. A more sincere applicant succeeded to the job. Let's be real, this guy just got straight up unlucky. I don't know if I can fault him too much for taking the fake it till you make it, give the answers you know they want to hear type behavior, but he didn't really intend to end up face to face with OP. This next story is, my son gives us attitude when he's playing FIFA and won't come off a game to help with chores. So I log into the router when he's in the middle of an online match and reboot it. For more context, he's usually okay at stopping to help, but recently he's become much bolder in his backtalk. He gets told off, the PlayStation gets banned for the day, and nobody really changes. My partner can't say no to him, and so it's left to me, which is fine as I don't mind being the one who says no. Now I've started logging into the router and rebooting it, usually when he's starting to play, but once or twice it'll be mid-match. No one is the wiser because he stays up to play and we go to bed. He can't connect the dots and won't wake us up to ask if it's affecting us, but a few huffs later he turns the light off and goes to bed. It remains my petty revenge secret. Honestly, like, if you all kind of go to bed at the same time, which from the sounds of this it seems so, I would suggest maybe having some kind of schedule on the internet if you can where it just gets turned off at a certain time. It's probably a healthy thing for everybody all around. Although I think most people who've played games have experienced some form of playing an online game where you can't just pause it or walk away without getting some form of reprimanding in the game. If you quit too much, you might get suspended for a while. Or the more obvious thing, you don't want a loss on your online win-loss record. Our next story is rejected former boss's nephew's job application. Used to work at a small construction company, and our old boss's nephew, who was like 48 at the time, worked with us and generally made everyone's lives miserable. He complained about everything, constantly, always angry. Typical short, angry little guy. Brought his wife back from the Philippines. She hated his guts, etc. The kind of guy who would pull a gun on someone getting a frisbee from his property was in the military and constantly talked about how bad he was. Really sad stuff, honestly. Anyways, such an entitled freaking jerk. And he treated everyone with such disdain because his uncle owned the place. So at some point, I lose my job and I suspect it's because he's been talking crap to his uncle about me. The way they fired me was weird and sudden. A, this just isn't working out type of thing. So I go across the street and get a job at the competition. Better pay, better position. Like a year later, I hear he's been fired from his job by his uncle for some egregious BS. I think he was trying to get another coworker fired and called OSHA on them, but ended up getting the whole company in trouble and fined. So I'm sitting at my desk one day, and my boss comes to me and says, Hey, you used to work at so-and-so, right? You remember this guy? He's applying for a job here. I take one look at the application stare at my boss dead in the eyes and say, if you hire this guy, it will be the worst mistake you make. He nods, yikes, glad we spoke, thanks, and garbaged the app. Screw you, Dale, you turd. You gotta love somebody that's so privileged and so carefree and dumb that they're willing to fling that privilege around so hard until it just knocks into and crashes down the entire building propping that privilege up. It's like if his uncle owned a restaurant and he called a health inspector to come in because he wanted to try and get another coworker fired. 
Great thinking there, Dale. Our next story is Unwanted Thruple. So this isn't my petty revenge story. The best I've ever managed is going onto my ex-boyfriend's Netflix account after he cheated on me and messing up algorithms and suggested movies by liking a bunch of crappy rom-coms. However, I have a petty revenge story that my friends did that has always made me cackle in delight because it's the most insanely crazy and extreme level of revenge I've ever witnessed in real life. So, my friend's grandfather died. She was very close with him and he left her 25,000 British pounds. She and her boyfriend decided to buy a house together with it because they'd been together three years at that point and had a one-year-old daughter. My friend and her boyfriend apparently talked about it and because he couldn't afford to save anything for a deposit, he agreed that she pay the 25,000 deposit and then they'd get a joint mortgage for the remainder and he would pay the first two years of mortgage repayments to make their contribution equal. So fast forward 18 months, her daughter asks where daddy's friend is, and my friend finds out the boyfriend had been having an affair for about a year, and bringing the other woman to their house while my friend worked. She's a nurse, so does shifts, including nights. Whilst their daughter was home, Obviously, my friend was devastated and very angry, and looking back, or logically now, she should have kicked him to the curb outside. But instead, because she knew he had brought this woman into their home, etc., she was the one to pack a bag and leave with their daughter back to her mother's house. By the time she had recovered a few weeks later, and obviously the reality of the situation had set in, She immediately told him that they had to sell the house because she wanted her investment back, the $25,000 deposit she had paid. Because he was really an absolute leech slash loser of a man, he had never been the sole payer of the mortgage repayments either, like they'd agreed when purchasing the house, as his way to make up for not contributing anything to the deposit. He had only paid the monthly mortgage amount out of his wage only for about three or four months before they ended up just splitting all bills equally because it's obviously just easier. He informs her at that point he's already moved his girlfriend in, the girl he cheated on her with, and the only thing she can do is buy him out of his half because he wasn't moving otherwise. He also threatened her that she had no legal leg to stand on if she expected a bigger share of the house sale, because of her much bigger contribution via the deposit because it wasn't documented. And so she shouldn't expect much money back anyway, even if she could make him sell, because he was entitled to 50-50. My friend's response? She waited for her next midweek day off work, waited for the time when she knew her scummy ex and his new girlfriend would leave for work, and got her family and a van to move a bed, wardrobe, etc. into the second bedroom of the house, which had just been her daughter's room at the time. She said when him and his girlfriend walked in that evening to find her and their daughter sitting on the sofa watching TV, they looked like their brains exploded. How she managed to live in that house for a month with her ex and his mistress-slash-girlfriend and not blow up is beyond me. She even said she actually enjoyed keeping her calm and acting as if they weren't there while they just got more and more uncomfortable and awkward living there. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Until they eventually did give in and leave. She is forever a legend in my eyes. The absolute ultimate petty revenge is moving back into your family home where your scumbag ex had moved his girlfriend in thinking he's one. I mean, when it resorts to a game of one trying to oust the other from a house they both are sharing or they both have their name on, I guess it really does just kind of resort to who can outdo the other and make it miserable enough that the other leaves. Our next story is, remove my wet laundry from the dryer I paid for. I hope you like ice cream. This happened to me a long time ago when I was in my first year of university. This is a little different than most of the stories on the sub because the revenge is against someone that I don't know and never actually met. I lived in an off-campus apartment. The apartment complex had about 200 units. There were three laundry rooms for the whole complex. Each had four coin-operated washers and four dryers. One day, I went in to move my laundry from the washer into the dryer. None of the dryers were currently in use, so I just loaded my stuff into the first one. I discovered that I only had enough change to run the dryer for about 10 minutes. So I started it and headed back to my room to grab enough change to add 30 more minutes to the cycle. I came back to the laundry room no more than 5 minutes after loading the laundry into the dryer and my load of laundry sitting in a pile on the table and the dryer was running with someone else's laundry inside. Still the only dryer in use. Now the cost of running the dryer was minimal so losing the cost of 10 minutes of dryer runtime was not going to cause any hardship. But this is about the principle of stealing someone's dryer time. I transferred my still wet laundry to a different dryer and put in the coins necessary to dry my laundry. I should have just left it there, but then I wouldn't be writing this post. I had read something in the past about someone who took revenge on someone by tossing an ice cream bar into the dryer full of the victim's best clothes So instead of going back to my apartment and resuming my studying, I decided that the dryer thief needed to learn a lesson that day. Since I was a poor student, I didn't happen to have any ice cream bars, but there was a big bucket of vanilla ice cream in the freezer. So I grabbed a big spoon and scooped out a huge spoonful of vanilla ice cream, ran over to the laundry room, opened the dryer with the evil doer's clothes and tossed the ice cream into the dryer. I closed the door, restarted the dryer, and went home. I went back about an hour later to retrieve my laundry, and the thief's dryer was empty. Sorry I can't tell you whether the dryer thief learned anything. 
Now, this is bold because you clearly are the one that most likely sabotaged that person's laundry, and then you went and left your laundry there prime for kind of the same treatment. Nice of them to not mess with your stuff after all that. I guess they wouldn't really know if it was legitimately the same person as before. Also, it probably messed up that dryer a little bit. It probably just would have been better to just dump the laundry on the floor. Maybe kick it around a little bit, kick it into the dirty corner with a cobweb in it. Our next story is, I made my best friend's bully rethink everything. For some context, me and my entire friend group have had problems with bullies at our high school ever since we could remember, but we mostly ignore the problem altogether. About a few months ago, Allie, one of the girls that always bullied us, decided to directly target my closest friend D. It wasn't just some simple offhand comments, it was an entire Instagram page created to body shame and consistently bully D. First, it was comparing her to a whale, then posting unsolicited photos of D without her even knowing. Allie kept posting and posting and never seemed to stop. Whenever D would see the account and what was in it, she would burst into tears. I hated seeing my best friend feel like absolute crap because of some pathetic girl. I knew D didn't deserve any of it. She's one of the nicest and honest people I've ever met. She helps anyone without even questioning it. I decided to do something about the page, about Allie altogether. My friend group went around the school asking every person who we knew was close to Allie or at least was considered to be friends with her about things she had done in the past. I uncovered a lot of dirt on her. Her friends weren't ashamed of what they were doing or what they had done. They just had never revealed it directly. But they would take any chance to brag about it and be like Regina George wannabes. I finally had proof that Allie was the one running the page bullying D. One of her friends felt bad about it and sent me pictures that showed Allie was the creator of the page. I told everything to our school counselor. She contacted Allie herself and got her to take the page down. She had to do over a hundred hours of community time after the counselor found out. I decided to reveal what Allie and her friends had done. I revealed it to my classroom, sharing secrets with a bunch of teenagers and it spreading was the one thing I knew would happen, so I just let it. By the end of the school year, almost everyone knew what Allie had done. Almost no one wanted to interact with her or even look at her. The only time anyone would interact with her was to make offhand comments or look at her weirdly. She felt so ignored that she ended up moving out of town altogether. Not before without picking a fight with me about how my friend group ruined her life, about how it was our fault her boyfriend wanted nothing to do with her, about how we were childish and could have just solved the problem by talking to her. I told her I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't understand why she would direct the page at D in the first place. Allie just told me she was bored and D was already antisocial, so only our friend group would care about the page. Her parents hadn't even known about the entire situation. I found her mom's Instagram and sent her all the proof of what her daughter had done. Her mom grounded her and took away all of her privileges, phone, car, everything. She left the school a while after that. I don't know what happened after she moved since it's been around a year since it happened, but I can't say I'll ever regret what I did. You can tell OP's a good person because a lot of people, even if they cared that it was affecting D negatively, would not go to the lengths OP did to try to get to the bottom of this and to try to make sure Allie and her dumb bullying operation got shot down in rapid fashion and got her held accountable for it. Our next story is, don't want a clean flat? Then you'll have nothing. 
After months of getting pushed around and taken advantage of by my flatmates, I've finally taken a petty step which makes me feel great. I'm the only person in my flat that cleans, puts dishes away, and buys essentials. I have OCD and clean when stressed or out of compulsion, and my flatmates have taken advantage of it. I've never seen any of them lift a cloth, sponge, or mop. It's taken me months to get to a place where I'm mentally comfortable to do this, but I finally feel able to. As of tonight, I've taken tons and countless things out of the communal areas of our flat. All of these I've bought with my own money and have been buying repeatedly for months. Bin bags, hand towels, kitchen towels, bathroom products, clothes drying rack, cloths, bleach, floor cleaner, toothpaste, mouthwash. Also, every single one of my dishes, pots, pans, glasses, and utensils which they so love to use and never clean. Our flat is now barren. I'm going away this weekend and locking my bedroom door. I'm currently sitting on my bed looking at everything on my desk and listening to them going to the bathroom knowing they have no toilet roll or hand soap, smiling at my little petty victory. If they need anything, they can buy it for themselves for once. Shoot, I'm not gonna lie, considering the sheer amount of stuff that OP had bought, these people all sound helpless. Do they even know where to find the toilet paper in the store? This next story is small petty against boyfriend. So last week, my other half was off work and was kindly taking me to work instead of me having to get the bus. Well, my boyfriend has a hard time waking up in the morning, so we ended up having a mini argument where he had a go at me for moaning at him to wake up. I was still tired too, so it got me a bit emotional. Cue my petty revenge. It was the Thursday this happened, so when I came into work, I asked my manager if I could take Friday as a loo day, which he agreed to. My boyfriend was due to take me to work the next day. I told him due to our disagreement in the morning that I would take the bus the next day not telling him about my day off for the next day. He woke up the next day at about 10.45 a.m. in a panic because I was still in bed. I calmly said I have a loo day and laughed. He was pissed at the time because he panicked, but we laughed about it later. And that's my little petty revenge story. This is good because overall it's a relatively harmless prank, but it only cements and hopefully highlights in the boyfriend's mind how they need to stop complaining about OP moaning at them to get up. And in fact, probably should appreciate it because a lot of people wouldn't even want to do that. They would say they don't need to be your partner and your mom too. Our next story is, Lazy Construction Manager Gets the Runaround. I was working on a project that was funded by the county. They assigned a site manager to direct and assess the job. He wasn't completely incompetent, but he was exceptionally lazy and always looking for a scapegoat. He routinely was not on the site as he was supposed to be and instead assigned a young guy as his proxy. I watched him doing side projects with county equipment and materials, but just let it go. One day, I noticed a huge error with the survey and location for the next units. This clown starts screaming at me over the phone to, Just do it, you don't know what you're talking about. I refused, and since he wasn't there, sent everyone on the team home. The next day he shows up late, and after getting in my face, I calmly told him I would be happy to build it on the neighbor's property if that's what he wanted. After checking the survey markings, he quietly slinked off and told his proxy we should go home until the survey crew returns. From this point forward, he had a huge issue with me, always looking for something to blame me for. It all culminated on a day we were pouring foundation walls. He checked the walls and said everything was good to go. 
I asked if he checked that they were plumb, and I got an earful about minding my business. The next morning, I walked up to a section of the wall and held a level against it. It was way off. It leaned 15 centimeters inward at the top of the wall. Suddenly, he starts screaming that I had built everything wrong, calling me names, etc. I had enough and got in his face, calling him a lazy, incompetent freak. He got scared and left for the day. He eventually had this epiphany that it wasn't a big deal at all and he could easily fix it. His botched attempt failed and spilled half a truck worth of concrete. That was the final straw for me. I told him to shut the freak up and go away. I instructed the crew to no longer answer to him and were doing it my way. The third pour went perfectly and I took the time to measure all my work and found the error in the wall. The one thing he had been working on with his proxy, a simple support beam, hadn't been attached properly and let the wall lean. After that, he was basically afraid of me and showed up maybe once a week, which I documented very thoroughly. I set a meeting with the county project manager and asked him amazing questions like, how much material did he pay for on these side projects he was doing? Showing a picture of him pouring concrete, did he inform you the one foundation wall is 15 centimeters off and needed to be poured two times more? Is it normal for a site manager to work from home 75% of the time? His contract was somehow not renewed. About a year later, he walks into the office of the employment agency with a really nice resume. What he didn't know was my wife was the manager. She had her employee set a meeting with him about a great job opportunity. I wish I had seen the look on his face when she informed him it was working for her husband. You may know him. He also worked on that county project. Get freaked, dude. I love the fact that this guy cannot escape OP. No matter where they go, no matter what they do, OP always returns. And they're always going to be called out for their terrible construction ways. Our next story is, brother thought he was smart, he was not. This happened years ago, when I was like 12 years old. I'm 28 now. My older brother was probably about 16 or so at the time. We went to a family friend's wedding, and all of us, my immediate family and some friends, were all sat on a table together. My brother had stolen a quarter from me, 25 cents for non-North Americans, and wouldn't give it back. He held that coin hostage and made me get him drinks from the open bar, like Pepsi. After the second time, on the way back to the table, I spat in his drink. Everyone on the table, except my brother who was facing away from me, saw this. They said nothing. My brother drank it, didn't give me my coin back, so I told him I spit in it. Obviously he was mad and humiliated and demanded I go get him another drink, which I did. And I spat in that one too. Everyone on the table was doing their darn best not to crack up. He still doesn't give me my quarter back. I let him get a quarter of the way through the drink, seemed fitting, and told him I spat in it again. Everyone was in hysterics. He kicks off, everyone's laughing at him, and he has the genius idea to make me get him a new drink. Before I go, he realizes his error and goes and gets one himself. He didn't realize he forgot to take my quarter with him as a hostage, so I stole it back. Well, needless to say, after this event, I would not trust a single piece of food or drink that came from that brother. And maybe even beyond the scope of food or drink, I feel like it would be almost a certainty that they're going to try to find some way to get you back in some gross way. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.